0: Welcome to Reliability Matters, a podcast for the electronic assembly industry. Each episode covers topics related to reliability, best practices, and environmentally responsible assembly techniques, with insights from experts across the electronic assembly industry. Now, here's your host, Mike Conrad.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Reliability Matters podcast. SMTA is well known for producing high-quality, relevant technical conferences and symposiums this includes, among others, the technical conference held at the SMTAI, Surface Mount Technology International Show, the High Reliability Cleaning and Coating Conference, the Symposium on Counterfeit Parts and Materials, the Advanced Electronics Assembly Conference, the Wafer-Level Packaging Symposium, the Electronics and Harsh Environments Conference, and perhaps one of my favorites, the Pan-Pacific Microelectronics Symposium, often referred to as PANPAC. PANPAC is unique in many ways, beginning with its venue. PANPAC is held annually on one of the Hawaiian islands. This fact alone makes a symposium stand out, but there are many other factors that make this symposium unique. Let me quote from PANPAC's steering committee. The PANPAC Microelectronics Symposium strives to build bridges and nurture relationships across all boundaries, oceans and cultures, industries and technologies, companies, and individuals. Its location in Hawaii always provides the requisite isolation from day-to-day distractions necessary to support these goals and enhance personal face-to-face interactions. The Pan-Pacific continues its mission of building the vision and future directions for the electronics industry. PanPAC 2023 is scheduled for January 30th through February 2nd, 2023 at the Sheraton Kauai Resort on the beautiful Garden Island of Kauai. While I love attending pretty much all technical conferences and symposiums just for the educational opportunity, with PanPAC, there's just something special about this conference. While all conferences provide an element of networking, I've forged many new relationships, friendships, and collaborative agreements with fellow attendees and speakers at Pan Pacific. Perhaps it has something to do with being on a tropical island for a few days with like-minded people. To talk more about the upcoming Pan-Pacific Microelectronics Symposium, PANPAC, I invited (coughs) two colleagues who were instrumental in curating the technical content for this symposium. Dr. Chuck Bauer, one of the original creators of this symposium, and Keith Bryant joined me to discuss the conference technical tracks and presentations, as well as their view on what makes this conference unique. Gentlemen, Chuck Bauer, Keith Bryant, thanks for being my guest today on the Reliability Matters podcast. It's great to see you.
2: Yeah, it's Thank Great you for to be here, Mike.
1: And I see um, at least two of the three of our guests got the memo, dress accordingly. Um, I, I, uh, I did not uh, do that, but um, I'm the kind of the John, I'm the Johnny Cash. I'm the man in black. You're the uh, tropical. Uh, guys here with your Hawaiian shirts on for those of you who are listening to this podcast, not watching the podcast on our YouTube channel uh, both Chuck Bauer and uh, Keith Bryant are um, in their Hawaiian shirts um, getting the vibe ready for the upcoming Panpack Symposium um, Chuck, you were I believe, either the creator or one of the creators You can you can clarify which one of of PANPAC. Um, tell me um, how you got involved in that, where this inspiration came from, and a little bit of the history of, of this particular symposium.
0: All right, well, I'll, I'll try to keep it fairly brief, Mike. Uh, when I first uh, began my own uh, consulting practice, I focused on Asia a great deal, in particular Japan, Korea, and Taiwan, and Singapore. And at that time it was obvious that we really didn't have a convenient location for those people to join with those of us from uh, North America to meet for a conference. And uh, I was on the, I was the, at the time I was uh, on the board of directors of SMTA and I had been Uh, on the board of the uh, IMAPs, which at that time had become ISHM. I was the technical vice president in the early nineties. And so I approached uh, four groups. I approached uh, SMTA, uh, uh, IMAP, uh, SEMI, the Semiconductor Industry Group, and the uh, ESR, the uh, Manufacturer's Rep organization and what we ended up with is we ended up with a cooperation between semi imaps and smta to create the pan pacific we we actually had the the first organizational meeting in the business in the basement of my home in denver colorado
1: <laughs> well the venue has improved uh, since then
0: uh, uh that very definitely but uh, we had a had a great uh, great meeting and all three uh groups decided to cooperate and collaborate in establishing the event. And uh, as a result, uh, we had our first event on Waikiki at the uh, Hilton Waikiloa Village. Uh, Actually, that's not correct, the Hilton Waikiki. And uh, that was the beginning of the first year and uh, we've uh, had a pretty good run since. That was 1996, I believe, was the first one
1: and history repeated itself because we were back on uh near Waikiki just uh, just earlier this year uh, as we record That's this great. this is this is uh, uh, kind of the end of October of 2023 and in January of earlier this year we were on uh, Oahu um uh, yep. kind of visiting our roots I guess Keith how did you get involved in this in this unique uh, symposium
2: uh well through the uh smta i was lucky enough to be uh invited to speak and uh, uh i have to say i've been every year since it is a you know it is a completely unique environment you make networking connections that um i mean i i travel around the world speaking the same as you do mike and i mean a lot of the people at PamPack, you only see them at PamPack. you know you're and a lot of them are at a different level. I mean, you've got the CEO of Indium, you've got a lot of other very high-level people who don't normally come to conferences, but they they value the, the technical content that comes out of PANPAC, and that's the, the, the real difference.
1: Yeah, I noticed that, um, you know, I love conferences. I'm a conference geek anyway. And I noticed that when um, I go to, like, typical conferences, there's a lot of, People off the production floor. There's a lot of engineers, you know. Clearly, um, what you don't see a lot of are C-level executives uh, in particularly in sessions. They might be on the floor, maybe, but they're not. Um, they're not generally in the in the in the tech sessions. Panpack is a little bit different. It's a mixture of of um, you know uh, influential engineers and C-level executives, which which makes it. Quite unique. It's a different audience when you speak at Panpac as a speaker, as we've all done. Uh, it is a different audience. It, it's not your typical problem solution. Although there is plenty of problem solution there, uh, sometimes it's a little higher up. It's a higher octave than what I would typically get used to at at a uh, at a you know quote unquote regular conference. It's a it's a different vibe than than the past. Not just, and, and we'll get into this as we as we talk a little bit more. But uh, there are two interesting things to me that make Pan Pacific unique. One is the the actual technical tracks and the presentations that are given, all are are a little off the beaten path in, in terms of, you know, as I said, not just strictly problem solution, not not like super geeky necessarily, um, a little bit higher octave as I mentioned, and also the uh, networking is different. We network at every trade show, at every conference, at every symposium. This is different, and, and it's hard to quantify that. We'll try and quantify that as as we talk today. But it's a a different level of networking. You know, I have forged kind of deeper relationships uh, as a result of Panpac than I would have at another conference, or at least on a faster track than I. Than I would have at other conferences. Um, what do you guys think is the reason for that? What makes this event? Um, I hate to use the word special because it sounds a bit Disney esque, but but what it is it is somewhat special in a lot of a lot of ways. What, what do you think contributes to that?
0: Chuck? I I would like to to perhaps share a little bit of the perspective of the philosophy behind the conference. Um, And this is both a personal philosophy and a philosophy that uh, I find shared by many people in our industry. And that is that in general, we do business with people we know and trust. And the way you get to know and trust people is by spending time with them. The Pan Pacific provides an opportunity where one, and not to sound too exclusive, but it's not easy to get approval to come to Hawaii. And consequently, everybody who gets there, regardless of their level in the organization, everybody who comes to Hawaii for the Pan Pacific is influential because if they don't have influence, they can't get there. Secondly, there are no customers, there's no customer base in Hawaii. So when you come to the conference in Hawaii, You don't come to the conference, present your paper, hand out a few business cards and go visit customers. You're there to sit down and meet with people. And the opportunity to sit and meet with people is pervasive breakfast, lunch, cocktail hour, dinner throughout the day, whether it's in the meeting rooms, in the hallway, or maybe even at the pool. But people spend time together you, and i think that speaks to your relationship building that you were talking about mike that th- the reason you build those relations those deeper relationships and build them faster is because you spend more significant time with those people so that's i think the the biggest impact and then the second thing is that that The second basic philosophy of the conference besides the networking is that we are really trying to build connections. I usually use the term bridges across the oceans. Uh, If you look at the history of the Pan Pacific over its uh, entire 27 year history, the general trend has been about 30 percent from Asia, 30 percent from Europe and 40 percent from North America. Now, in recent years, North America has been a little stronger primarily because of the, you know, some of the issues with travel and some of the economic issues that have impacted us in, you know, say eight, 2008, 9 and then the COVID pandemic and that sort of thing. But realistically, we've had a good balance from all the continents. And when we started the event, we didn't expect to have that much participation from Europe. So I think that those philosophies of doing business with people you know and trust and building bridges across the oceans, those are the two fundamental underpinnings of the conference. And consequently, the technical content is very high level. It's very visionary, very broad based. And later, later in the, in our discussions, I'll talk a little bit about some of the events, uh, the technical topics that have been covered, the events that have spun out of the Pan Pacific and some of the you know high level keynotes that we've have had over the years but for the moment I'd like to pass it off to Keith and let him share his perspective as well
1: Keith as a europe as a European who travels all the way to Hawaii every year um, you you uh, you certainly bring the conference a unique perspective um, uh, share your uh, history of your participation in this event
2: well my. My history doesn't go back as far as chat, but as I said, I was uh, lucky enough to be uh, asked to speak and have managed to get there ever since. And yeah, it is a completely different conference. I mean, I'm I'm just looking at the uh, uh, the the list of um, our speakers now. I'll come on to our keynotes a bit later, but. You know, we have people speaking from Dartmouth. We have people speaking from Hanover University, from the Fraunhofer in Munich, from Auburn University, um, Fraunhofer in Berlin, University of Texas, Institute for Factory Automation and Production System, uh, University in Nuremberg, um, another Fraunhofer speaker from EMFT, and when you go to your, let's say your normal conference with respect, you know there are some technical papers, and there are some please buy my machine papers. Yeah, we don't have that at Pampac. I mean, SMTA is generally pretty good at weeding out the commercial stuff anyway. But you know, we we have speakers from universities, um, talking to us about a whole load of stuff that i mean they say every day is a school day and i mean every pan pack is a learning experience for me um you know we've got um the the twin paradox explained we've got um let's have a look review about advanced led packaging um ai and intelligent transportation perception versus reality you know we even just from the, the titles of these things, you know, um, gallium a versatile metal with many, with many possible applications, um, advanced packaging technologies, key enablers for electronic systems is, uh, one of our keynotes who's coming from the Fraunhofer in Berlin. So, you know, we have, Really clever people coming from all around the world to tell us stuff.
1: And and, and speaking of clever people, Keith, uh, yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I I'm having a hard time keeping this contained because I think this is the most exciting thing about the, this year's uh, or next year's uh, Pan Pack. Um Yes, you have um, a very clever person um, yep. keynoting uh, this year. Uh, yeah, you, let's you do know a drum him, roll.
2: So I'll let- I'll let you use his name, but I would just tell our audience that this guy is, um, well, we, we we say icon and legend in his lifetime far too easily. Um, but if I tell you that every one of you has in your pocket or on your desk, something that this man actually, well, one thing that this man actually invented, um, I'd give you a few seconds to see if any of you could think what it is. Um, but then I'll pass over to Mike, and he can tell you, and al- he can tell you a little bit more about this gentleman because he's actually had the uh, uh, the pleasure of interviewing him, and that may well have come from the fact that uh, he's been to Panpac also as a keynote in the past. But over to you, Mike.
1: And uh, just to add a little bit more mystery before we we solve this riddle, he's the only speaker. I think I can say this with a great deal of confidence. He's the only speaker in the entire electronics assembly industry that has won an Emmy for his contributions to the uh, visual entertainment world. And that would be Dr. Eric Fossum, the inventor of, okay, I'll say the technical term and then we'll, we'll say the layman term uh, for everyone else. He's the inventor of the CMOS image sensor, which we all know is the modern digital camera. Uh, so he's the reason why uh, we have devices like this uh, that take such wonderful photographs. He's the reason why there is an Instagram and a Facebook. And, um, and he, his, his technology changed not just the way we take pictures, obviously. Uh, it changed our culture. And it changed the way we communicate and it changed the way um, we record er everything. It changed the way we are talking right now because I am staring into an image sensor, a CMOS image sensor at this very moment, as is Chuck, as is Keith, as are all of you who are watching the show. Uh, You have a camera in front of you so that you could do the same thing. So um, I I remember I I watched him speaking several years ago at PanPAC, And we broke for lunch, and one of the again the unique things about Panpac is there's no other place to go. You know, you're not going to go out and and go into Las Vegas and get lost in the casinos or into the Gaslamp District in San Diego. You know, at at another show, Uh, you're you're in this beautiful resort. You're having lunch and dinner and breakfast with the whole everybody, all the speakers, the 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 organizers, the attendees are all together. And I happen to be just randomly sitting at the table with uh, Eric Fossum and several other people, and I'm not a Hollywood. I, I live in you know in Los Angeles. We see celebrities fairly often. I'm not. I don't get all crazy over celebrities, but I do get crazy over tech people, right? If I was if I if I saw Steve Jobs over there, you know, in his day, or Bill Gates over there, I would I would feel like I you know, giddy and and I was feeling giddy. Was like I didn't even know this guy. I didn't, had no idea, you know, until I saw him speak at, at Panpac. And um, so I said to him, and I said, yeah, I know I'm gonna sound just like totally geeky and I apologize, but I just gotta tell you how cool it is to sit next to someone who invented something where there's probably a hundred of those inventions in this room, just right here. And, uh, um, and one thing led to another and I had uh, recently launched Reliability Matters podcast, and I thought, well, wouldn't he be a great guest? And I invited him, and uh, much to my surprise, he agreed to be my guest, and it's our by far our number one downloaded episode um, because it's just an interesting story. And, and if I can, uh, I'll tell you uh, the funniest thing. You know, when I, I interview a lot of... Um, very smart people, a lot of scientists, a lot of PhDs, a lot of a lot of engineers, and who are subject matter experts. And sometimes, sometimes, um, the personalities can be a little bit dry. And and you know, a, a good host kind of gets personality out, and you know, you try and um, you, you try and get a good laugh because it should be entertaining as well as informative. And um, and at first. My perception at first was Eric was very serious, right? And more, more typical of a personality of, of, of someone of that, that stature. And so I asked him early in the interview, I said, Eric, I said, let's get honest here. Do you ever wake up some like random Sunday morning, you know, just put your hands behind your head and say, damn, I invented that? And he just smiled and he goes, yeah, I do. And then he, he told me this story. He said, um, one time my, he and his wife were on, on holiday in, in Europe. And there was some, a bunch of girls taking a selfie. And he photobombed them. And they're like, who are you? Why, why did you, you, know, why'd you photobomb us? And he handed them his card. And he said, look me up. And then like two weeks later, he gets this email like, OMG, you know, <laughs> you're the inventor of the, of the camera phone, you know. And, and, uh, um, and it turned out he had a, a, a pretty funny, um, charming personality, you know, behind, behind, behind the knowledge. You know, there was a, a, a funny guy there, um, very human. But um, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing him speak, his, his story of his journey to come up with a better technology uh, than the, you know, the 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 um, CCD chip that was being used uh, at the time was amazing. And the fact that he put an entire industry pretty much out of business, um, Kodak, you know, and 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 you know, a film uh, to a great degree uh, was amazing. And I think the stories he's going to tell of his journey to push this technology. No one really knew they needed, uh, because we had a technology that was working. It turned out it wasn't working that well, and it couldn't have been scaled the way he did. But it's a very interesting from a business standpoint, it's a very interesting story from a tech standpoint, it's even a greater you know, level of interest. Uh, and from a personality standpoint, you know what he's done with his career, now a professor at Dartmouth, uh, is, is amazing. So um, uh, I'm, I'm really looking I think forward be to important.
0: that: Yeah. I, th- I think it's important to, to point out that uh, Eric is just one of many fabulous keynotes that we've had over the years.
1: Uh, Chuck, tell uh, me about the um, another invention that was... Uh, uh, I mean, we've, we've had, had
0: several really uh, world leaders uh, who have de- developed tremendous technologies. Uh, one of our early keynotes, in the in the uh 96 or 97 was yoshi kawanishi who's considered the godfather of the semiconductor industry in japan and yet at his keynote at the pan pacific he disclosed uh toshiba's uh, development of the dvd so the Pan Pacifica was essentially the announcement of the DVD technology that was developed at Toshiba. We also have had uh, other notable speakers such as Seichi Denda, who is a director of uh, Konica, and uh, he shared with the the audience a, a lot of concepts about communicating across cultural boundaries, and that that was his keynote. Uh, Teaching us how to understand that use the use of words and humor and language is very different in different cultures, and how to how to actually be aware of those differences. Uh, we also had uh, uh, had a professor Dr. Herbert Reichel, who basically uh, unified the Fraunhofer Institute in Germany and uh, pulled all seven different Fraunhofer's together and led that organization for more than two decades. Uh, We also had uh, John Quackenbush, who was instrumental in the uh, definition of the human genome. And he shared with us the importance of genetics in terms of disease treatment. Uh, For example, if two of us have the same disease, a drug that works on me not, might not work on you, and a drug that works on you might not work on me. And we can know that ahead of time due to genetics. Uh, we've also had uh, you know, speakers uh, such as uh, Shen Li Fu, from the, who was the founder of Isho University in uh, Taiwan. And he led that university for 25 years before he retired. Uh, So uh, we've had speakers from all over the world, keynote speakers, Rao Tamala from Georgia Tech and IBM fame, who has has shared uh, his vision of the future of packaging technologies. So we've had many, many very, very uh, influential and very uh, important speakers throughout the years at our conference. Uh, I think that uh, another one more point that i would make is that there, the smta even has three conferences that spun out of the pan pacific conference and those are the chip scale conference which is now called the wafer level packaging conference in the bay area the uh, counterfeit components conference uh, held at university of maryland and the high reliability conference held in amsterdam all three of those conferences spun out of tracks that were presented at the Pan Pacific. More recently, we've had tracks on quantum computing last year, and and a couple of years ago, we had a a track on uh, automated vehicles, and we're having a track We had a a session this year, we're having a track on machine learning and artificial intelligence this year. So you can see the topical coverage of the Pan Pacific, it ranges far beyond just assembly and manufacturing technology and really provides a roadmap to the future of our industry as a whole, not just the manufacturing industry.
1: Yeah, and for those who might be concerned, they're gonna get overwhelmed with, uh... Engineering and tech. Um, There's some really good um, uh, sessions of uh, last year, um, or a couple years, a few years ago, whatever it was. Uh, we had uh, the person who ran the um, uh, observatory at at uh, uh, on the island uh, talk about some of the. Um, uh, things they they found and observed uh, and and what it was like running the observatory we had an epidemiologist talk about uh, viruses you know in, in in the wake of pandemics and how viruses spread and how we how we track them, which was very topical and and super interesting uh, we had um, uh, i think earlier i think was it this year or, or perhaps the year before uh, we had uh, the um, p r person from the Navy talk about the history of Pearl Harbor. And and things that truly I did not know, and I'm a history buff, Uh, and so there is a lot of learning. In addition to the challenges of our industry from a tech standpoint, there is a lot to do about. There's a lot to learn about business direction and some of these aside things that aren't technically tech but are extremely interesting. So it's, it's a very well-rounded, it's got, it's got not just depth, it's got breadth to it as well, um, which I Peter, find very interesting. Mike, Mike,
0: I'd like to interject one point, one more point on your list there. We also had a speaker about five years ago who uh, shared with us the conversion of the entire island of, of Kauai to solar power with a battery storage. And yeah, I mean, that was a local guy telling us all about how Kauai had gone completely solar and they were storing everything in batteries. Now, he also told us why it failed. <laughs> but which, we learned a lot. Which of we can learn, right.
1: <laughs> because what are we doing now? Now we're we're producing solar energy and storing them in batteries, right? That's what, that's kind of the the, the way this, the, our, our grid is, is gonna be working in the future as we move more toward, towards sustainable. So yeah, we can learn from failure, we can learn from success, and any of that presented in this context is, is, uh, is valuable. Um, what, I, what I really enjoy, as I said earlier, is the fact that it's not just a 30-minute tech session or a one-hour keynote. It's four days, three or four days, of rubbing shoulders and interacting with the presenter Um, they don't just generally speaking, they don't just, you know, get on a bus and, and head back to the airport as they would at other conferences. Um, they're, they're there. And part of it is it's a bit of an effort to get to the Hawaiian islands for pretty much anybody. Um, I, I live in California. I'm probably the closest, you know, to, to, there and it's still six hours. So it's a bit of an effort and it's a great destination. So people tend to stay the entire time, even longer, um, and, um, uh, so, so that kind of guarantees that you're going to be able to spend more quality time. So it's, you're not just hearing a pre-planned presentation. Uh, once it's over, there's an awful lot of Q and A and exchange and, and, you know, over dinner, over lunch, over breakfast, as I'd mentioned earlier. Uh, and, and to your point, Chuck, about all the different, um, uh, Types of, of presentations that have been given. Um, the executive director of SMTA, Tanya Martin, told me that she's she's kind of coined. I don't know if she coined it or if she's repeating uh, the phrase, but she likes to refer to Panpac as the conference of interesting things, uh, because it's not just a counterfeit conference. It's not just a harsh environment conference. It's not a avoiding conference. It's not. It's so many different things and very suitable for people who are running companies or or. As you said earlier, Chuck, have influence enough to be able to get their director to sign off on a on a conference in Hawaii. Um, they have to have some degree of influence, and they take that influence back, and it can change the direction of a company. It can change the thought process of a company. Uh, it really is it, it it plants a lot of seeds at this. I think a lot of seeds are planted at this conference. Uh, that that's that's why I enjoy it so much. And I know we're kind of all cheerleading for this conference here, but it it is. Uh, quite unique and you don't really get it until you get it. You don't get it until you go You know, i heard about this conference for years and I'm just like ah I'm not gonna go all the way to Hawaii. That sounds like a boondoggle that that was in my head and then I I was invited to speak one year and I went and I was like, oh my god, this is this is not what I thought. This is a legitimate um, Real conference that is interesting and the more times I went the the more um, I, I kind of fell in love with the whole concept of this of this conference. It's refreshingly different than a Typical conference not that there's anything wrong with a typical conference, but it's just different and you couldn't duplicate that in Anaheim or in San Diego or in Chicago or in Minneapolis or wherever uh, It it has to be to Reiterate that, Mike,
2: You couldn't
0: uh, one of the what <clears throat> to reiterate your your point there one of the most uh how do I say this? One of the most critical uh, commentators in our industry was a gentleman by the name of Jack Baldy. Wonderful man, uh, a, little, a bit cantankerous at times, but very, very spot on in terms of his ob- observations around events and topics. And if, if you tried to pull the wool over the audience's eyes, he would you know, he would make sure everybody knew it. And he came to the Pan pack about four years before he passed, and he never missed one from then on. He came to the Pan pack after, after, you know, constantly telling me for 10 years that he didn't think it made sense that it was a boondoggle. And he finally came, and he never missed another one. He said, "This is an incredible event." And the same thing happened with Rao Tamoa. The first time he came about 18 years ago, he walked up to me at the end of the conference and he said, Chuck, this is an incredible event. He says, you should be, you should be very proud because it's mostly your friends. <laughs> and I said, thank you, Raul. And rao has been at the conference every year since then as well. So there are people who have been very skeptical over the years. But once they come and see the, the quality of the t- presentations and the quality of the networking opportunity,
1: uh, they become big fans. Yeah. As that was my journey. And uh, I think that was Keith's journey as well. Keith, yeah, you're, you're sure. speaking at this upcoming conference?
2: Sorry, was that a question to me or Chuck?
1: Oh, sorry, Keith. Are you speaking at this upcoming conference? Uh, yes, I'm hoping to and what are you hoping to speak on
2: um i'm working with a client with uh let's say revolutionary x-ray technology and uh hopefully by then we'll be at a level where we have a a lot of data and a lot of results and uh, a lot of images to uh, present and you know that's the ideal audience for that kind of a topic so uh, I'm always yes.
1: jealous of your presentations because you've been in the x-ray business. you're an X-ray expert, and you've been in there for years and and you have the coolest slides because you know you have technology that can see through things. You know I when you're in the cleaning business as I am, no slides are cool, right? You know, what does a clean circuit board look like, right? It just looks like a clean circuit board., sure, um, yeah. you get to show pictures. You got to
0: show messy circuit boards too though. Those well, yeah, we show cool.
1: the contrast, but it, there's nothing cooler <laughs> than being able to see through things. It's like a, that's like a superhero you know, uh, talent right there to the see through things. So, um, you always yeah, have the I, best I, presentations. I have, to, I have
2: to say, you know, it's a technology I've been involved with for a lot of years and yeah, it does, you know, it, it makes really good and really interesting images. You know, if we get outside of electronics, you know, um, you know the the, the pictures of what what was inside some of the early iPhones were sort of shattering for people because they were expecting it to be full of wonder and excitement, and basically it you know it was uh, when when you looked at it in real life, it was fairly straightforward. But, that's right. Uh, yeah. 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 It it, it's also, it it also shows you faults that you can't see with anything else, which is the exciting thing that I enjoy. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. Hopefully, that's true. hopefully, I'm going to be well. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be there and hopefully I'm going to be presenting because uh,
1: Well, I'll look forward to it. The
2: first year I've missed for quite a few
1: Well, we hope not to miss you. I think that
2: one of the most important
0: things, most important messages to get across Mike is, you know, if you come to the pan Pacific, you learn a lot. You learn about the future. You meet a lot of very interesting people and you leave a better person.
1: I, I concur. I think that's a great way to sum up the Conference of Interesting Things, uh, Pan Pacific uh, Microelectronics Symposium. Um, anything else um, before we, we, uh, we go our separate ways and, and uh, get our fake tans ready to, so that we look like we belong in Hawaii? Um, any other uh, parting comments before we uh, wrap this up? Well, I,
2: I guess you could talk about the Gulf or the cigars.
1: That is true. We do have kind of an unofficial cigar lounge that that we just prop up from time to time for those of us who enjoy a good cigar. I know Chuck, you do, and I with think bourbon. Keith, you've joined us with bourbon, of course. In fact, we yeah we had uh, at the last conference, we had uh, someone would bring the bourbon, someone would bring the humidor, you know, filled with cigars, and and we would find a place where we didn't annoy people and and it was safe and and. uh we got that going on um and it's funny because as as the nights went on the group got bigger and bigger and bigger it was almost like a conference within a conference right and the whole time we're smoking cigars and drinking bourbon or whatever and and talking about the a lot of the stuff we'd heard earlier that day it it was it just went on and on and on it was it was it was great um yeah there's it, that's just part of the unique culture of of the, this event is uh, you're not just taking one for the team. You know, um, it's it's truly enjoyable and and um, fruitful, beneficial. Uh, I, I um, one quick anecdote when I was at uh, PanPak several years ago, I was in line. It, it rained, and you know a lot of everything in Hawaii, even you know the restaurants and the hotel lobbies. You know they're generally semi indoor, semi outdoor, right? and there was, it was raining one morning. So the restaurant, half the restaurant was open air and half of it was covered. So the, there was a longer line than normal to get for breakfast because the, you know, half the restaurant was not being used because it was raining. So I was like second in line and I turned over my shoulder and looked behind me and the line was considerably longer, probably about a 30 minute wait. And I noticed someone I knew from our industry, Dr. Ron Lasky, uh, from from Dartmouth and indium corporation. He was way back there and I've met him a couple of times he, he, we don't really know each other, but I I knew of him So I asked the person to hold my place in line and I ran back and I said, you know, Ron Are you are you by yourself? He goes, yeah I said, well, so am I why don't you come up and join me because I'm about to be seated. He goes, oh, great so in the 30 or 45 minutes we were having breakfast we had, you know, what do you do? You know, who do you work for? You know, how'd you get in this industry? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and he asked me the story of how I founded a company and, and, you know, from my garage to, you know, where we are now. And he looked at me and goes, you got to come to Dartmouth and you got to speak to my students. And I'm like, I'd love to. I, you know, I love telling that story. I, and I love nothing more than speaking with students. So I've done that now every year for several years. Um, it's become a tradition that I go out and I speak to his graduating students, his engineering students at Dartmouth. And that would never have happened were it not for um, a casual meeting at Pan Pacific. Uh, And and if it wasn't raining, if it wasn't there, and it's not like that changed changed the world, but I'm now able to speak to um, lots of students before they graduate, and give them whatever words of wisdom I offer. Whether it's a value or not, generations from now will will determine. But, you know, if I am influencing anybody positively, that was, the genesis of that, was that cha- chance encounter at Pan Pacific. So it is, you know, there's a knock-on effect. It, the stuff you learn at that show, or at that symposium may have a profound effect on technology or business later. Uh, it's, it's the genesis of all that. And it is a um, kind of a fertile breeding ground for ideas and conversation that are deeper than one would normally get in the course of a typical conference. Um, so uh, that, for me for that was good. comments,
0: Mike. I've got a, this is one that you're not allowed to cut. Okay. (laughs) Okay. No editing. Okay. So what I'd like to do is say, thank you, Mike, for putting this podcast together. Uh, it's a great service to the pan Pacific to the SMTA and to the industry. And I'd like to welcome everyone to come to Hawaii and see what the pan Pacific is all about because it truly is an event where you will uh, learn a great deal about the industry, about yourself,
1: and about people from all around the world. Excellent, well said. Okay, well, uh, Chuck Bauer, Keith Bryant, uh, Chuck, thanks for starting up this, this conference. I appreciate it. Keith, thanks for your contributions to this conference. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks, thank you both for being my guest today. And I do look forward to seeing you uh, with the flip-flops and, and Hawaii shirts and khaki pants and and in front of a lectern and, um, and then later at the cigar bar and then maybe in the pool. Uh, I look forward to seeing everyone. So uh, Pan Pack is uh, January 30th uh, through February 2nd or 3rd. And uh, information on how to register for PanPAC can be found in the show notes. If you're listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast app, then simply look at the show notes and there'll be links to information on how to get more information and register for the Pan Pacific Microelectronics Symposium. If you're watching this on YouTube, just look straight down where it says show more. Click on the show more button and uh, you'll get information uh, as to where to register and find out who's speaking and all of that stuff all of the logistical information uh, for, for One Pancake. question for you, Mike, to yeah. stick
0: in somewhere.
1: Sure.
2: So Keith, what's the number one rule at the Pan Pacific? That's a very simple one, Chuck, no ties. No ties. Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> I remember <laughs> if, if, last year I was speaking. Yeah, if you're
2: wearing a tie, it's likely to get chopped off.
1: One would hope. <laughs> I was speaking last year, I'm standing at the lectern, and the the, room we were in had was one side of the room was all window, right? And it overlooked the pool and the particular venue we were at earlier this year um, also had a dolphin pool with live dolphins jumping and doing their, their dolphin things. And I remember I'm speaking and walking in front of the window are like Barbie and Ken in their bikinis and swimsuit. And then behind them are, are, jumping dolphins. And I remember I had this out of body surreal experience. I I don't know how I stayed on track, but how often in my line of work, how often am I giving a technical talk watching Barbie and Ken, you know, supermodels and dolphins in in my, in my background, it was completely surreal. And I'm standing in a Hawaiian shirt, shorts, flip-flops, you know, it's, uh, it was the best experience and certainly cannot be repeated. You know, I'm, I'm speaking at SMT AI in, in uh, November and I certainly will not see dolphins and supermodels and I will not be in flip-flops and a uh, Hawaiian shirt. Uh, so uh, it, that's an experience that I cherish and I'll look forward to once again. So gentlemen, thank you so much for all the work you do behind the scenes. Thanks for making this such uh, an interesting conference. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing both of you in just a few months in, uh, uh, at the end of January.
0: Thanks, Mike. Thank
1: well, once again, that's another episode. Thanks for listening to or watching the Reliability Matters podcast. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to Reliability Matters on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or on our newest channel, Amazon Music, or virtually wherever you get your podcasts. A special thanks to Circuit Assembly Magazine's PCB Chat at PCBChat.com and Ascendo Reliability at Reliability.fm for syndicating the show. Thanks also for your questions and episode suggestions. Please keep them coming. Send comments and episode suggestions to Mike at MikeConrad.com. Just remember, that's Conrad with a K. And be sure to subscribe to the Reliability Matters podcast on your favorite podcast app. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, click the subscribe button and the bell icon to be notified when new episodes are released. We release new episodes on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month. Once again, thanks for listening or watching. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy, and perhaps most importantly, keep doing it right. And I'll see you again in two weeks.
0: Thanks for listening to the Reliability Matters podcast. Join us on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month for new episodes of Reliability Matters.